Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the show Self Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. And welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the 1,911th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. All right, so real quickly before I get into it, um, we're going to be covering Hebrews chapter 11, 5, and 6. We'll go through more of, of that chapter, but right now we just want to concentrate on that. And real quickly, just to let you bring up the speed of what I'm doing. So tonight, um, I've heard so many conversations about the the main thing is the Bible in in reference. So I know many people have have said, and I've heard heard it spoken so many times, that there are books in the Bible that have been removed. There are books in the Bible that no longer exist because people didn't want them in the Bible. Um, in fact, you know, this argument has been going on for maybe hundreds of years, this same ar- argument. There are many books that have been mentioned that they said have been taken out. Truth of the matter is, is that no one knows exactly what was supposed to be originally placed in the Bible with those that made the Bible. But there are some facts that I want to let everyone to be aware of that, you know, it took 400 years for the Bible to actually be put together, printed, and made. During those 400 years, yes, it was generations that diligently kept in place the words as they were meant to be placed in the Bible once it was finally made. Okay, so now there's one book in particular and this book in particular, there's a reason why this book does not exist in the Bible. And I'm going to explain more. So the book I'm talking about is the book of Enoch. Okay, so we're going to talk about the book of Enoch. And just that book alone, because that book, um, it does have an, uh, it, it does have a significant role in the Bible. But the reason why there is no book of Enoch is because Enoch has been in the Bible throughout generations. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna explore and continue on the topic of Enoch. Okay. So the Bible tells us nothing about the early years of Enoch. All we know is that at the age of sixty five Enoch became the father of a child which he named Methuselah. After that child was born, you know, we're told that Enoch walked with God for the next 300 years of his life. You know, what was it about the birth of this child that caused Enoch to come to faith in God? You know, it may have, it may have something to do with the name of the child. The name Methuselah means when he is gone, it will come. And if you do the math, you know, you, know, you will find that Methuselah died in the very year of the flood of Genesis, chapter 6 and 8. Enoch was made to understand that the death of his son would signal the destruction of the world. And one would say, you know, why would why would God do such a thing? Well, just like a lot of things, we are distracted in this world. We become part of this world, not from this world. And when we get to the to the point of, of Enoch and, you know, the importance of his son dying, because God wanted to let him let him know that I need your attention. And, the, you know, we're not saying that Enoch lost faith. It just brought him closer to God. And so as we read on, okay, so at the death of Enoch's son, the world was destroyed. And at the death of God's son, the world was saved. So God used the birth of that child to open the heart of Enoch, and God used it to save the, that man's soul. You know, it would appear that Enoch came to God under the threat of judgment. This blessing is where you stop to consider that Methuselah had been a symbol of approaching judgment. 
but he was also a symbol of the long-suffering, loving grace of God. How he lived long, you know, have he lived longer than any other human in history? And that's covered in Genesis chapter 5, 27. And it basically tell you how long that Enoch lived. So God uses many events in life to touch people's hearts to bring them closer to Jesus. You know, I know you can probably remember there's an event or a significant, you know, death that where, you know, you felt as though a part of your heart has left you. You know, I know, you know, just about everybody has that, has that feeling from one point or another. And it's not for you to feel pain. It's for you to get closer to, to God, for you to get closer to Jesus. And sometimes when significant events like a death happens, it's not meant to, to punish us. It's meant for us to get closer. Okay, so um, so we're going to read on. In case, you know, you're just joining us, we're, we're covering Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 and 6. And the reason why we're concentrating on 5 and 6 is because it tells us much, much about Enoch and how significant Enoch had played a role in um, – and coming closer to God. And, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I know that you hear throughout the Bible is that God, you know, or David, King David was a man of God's heart. But, you know, um, also you don't hear about why he did not pronounce that about Enoch. He had. And it's just that we just missed it. Enoch was... um, was a person that God really, really loved, and as you, as you, as I mentioned earlier, he walked with God for 300 years. And you know, God uses many events, you know, to touch our hearts. And people are are touched when they think of of hell, you know, as referred to in Psalms nine nine seventeen, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forgot God. Others react when they think of the love of God manifested at Calvary, which is in Romans chapter 5, verses 8. But God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Then there are those who feel guilty because of, the, of, of their sins and are drawn to Jesus, and that's referred to John 16, 7, and 11. And um, if you need time to, you know, write the chapters down, you know, I'll give you time. So, you know, we're going to have a, 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 a fair amount of chapters that we're going to reference. So the mean God uses to convict, to convict, convince a person and draw them to Jesus does not, it doesn't matter. The fact that he draws them to him is what is important, which is in John six forty four. No man can come to me except the Father, which has sent me drawn to drawn to him and I will raise him up at the last day. And you know, the one the great thing about the Bible is everything that's in the Bible, you know, is guaranteed. It's not something that, you know, you could say, well, maybe it might happen or or it won't it, it will happen. Okay. So for Enoch, it was the birth of his son, you know, and it's the thought of, of dying and the you know, going to sort of possibility of going to hell. It may be different for, for, but the main thing is seeing your need for God and then coming to him for salvation. So what can we learn from the life of this man and what can we apply to our own lives? What type of person was Enoch? What inspired him and what motivated him? Okay, so we'll go with the first thing. For one, it is mentioned that Enoch walked with God, and that's referred to in Genesis chapter 5, verses 22. We're told twice in these verses that Enoch walked with God. That is not Enoch's testimony of his life. That is the testimony of the Spirit of God concerning Enoch's life. God looked at Enoch's life and saw a man whose life pleased the Lord. And that's referred to Hebrews 11:6. So the word walk is a biblical expression for fellowship and obedience that results in the divine favor. It refers to a manner of life that results in a person living the nearness to the Lord. 
You know, this is the kind of walk Enoch had with God. It, it's the kind of walk that Amos refers to in Amos uh, chapter 3, verses 3. Can two walk together except they are they be agreed? It is a walk of a dedication and a devotion. It is a walk in which Enoch lives up to his name. The name Enoch means dedicated. The kind of walk that Enoch exhibits is the same kind of walk that needs to be seen in your life and mine. You know, there's a there's a saying going, you know, you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's that plain and simple. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? You know, a lot, a lot of us, you know, proclaim and, and we swear up and down that we love God and that we're obedient. But yet, and still, the first chance we get to sin without resistance, we go ahead and participate in sin without even going back to think, oh, I'm sorry, God. No, uh, what we do is we talk the talk, and but don't walk the walk. And this is the same, you know, same thing what they're referring to is having that walk with God. Having that walk with God is just like that. Peyton with the footprints on the sand You know you profess your love For God and you say I love God And I believe in Jesus but What about when He's not there with you How do you carry yourself This is the The whole example Of what I'm explaining to you about Enoch So Enoch Not only talked the talk but he walked the walk Alright and so that kind of, of walk, you know, we all need today. You know, we should live a visible Christian life. You know, we should walk consistently with the Lord. You know, we should avoid life that is hot and cold, in and out, up up or down. And we should just walk with the Lord, uh, you know, with the humility and obedience. That is the kind of life that pleases him. And it's referring to First John chapter 2 and 6. He that said he abideth in him ought to himself to walk even as he walked. So do you think Enoch literally walked with someone he could see? What we call a pre-incarnate appears, you know, of, of, of Christ. Did he walk with Enoch that way? Did he walk with Adam in the garden? Did he appear to Enoch the way he appeared to Abraham and Moses and Joshua and others? And the answer is, I believe so. Um, as what is written right now, I believe from, from the descriptions and everything, I believe he did. And why not? Enoch was pleasing to, to God. So real quickly, what I want to do is I want to play two songs tonight. So the first the first song I'm going to play is to get, you know, get everybody in the spirit of what you know, with the topic that we're discussing is Enoch and his faithfulness and his walk with God. And that's just one of the many things that I'm going to talk about Enoch. Okay, so I'm going to play this song. We don't have the rights to it. And this is going to be the first uh, two songs that I'm going to play tonight. So this first song is for Mary Mary and it's uh, Heaven. So let's take a listen.
right. So that was the song Heaven by Mary Mary. Uh, like I said, we don't have the rights to it, but we're just playing it just for enjoyment. Okay, so now uh, I just wanted to get y'all guys in the mood, you know, um, and just that song right there alone. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel good, and I like how they just start out, you know, I got somewhere to go, you know, and, yes, you know, we have to be, have that motivating spirit that, yes, you know, we have to act like we we really have to get somewhere. And the one I'm, the thing I'm talking about is just, you know, mentioning Enoch and just knowing that, uh, yeah, he did have a son and, and he was 65 and he passed away. So there was a vet in his life where, you know, he it became about a major change in his life. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, how fast or when it happens. It just happens. And, yes, um, you can just say at some point, you know, Enoch decided to, you know, keep his walk with God and maintain it. And that goes with us. You know, at some point, we have to make sure that we are, you know, truly dedicated. You know, the name Enoch, I told you before, it means dedicated. You know, and to be dedicated, you know, that's something that we have to be motivated about. You know, dedication is, is more than just a one-time thing. That's a forever thing. You know, yes, we do have people that backslide and we understand, and they understand. But, the, you know, the whole thing, you know, is that we make sure that we recognize and we repent for what we're doing. Okay, so you might say, and we're going back into the topic of Enoch. So you might say that uh, Enoch had an edge. You know, it's easier to be closer to someone you can see, develop a closer relationship with someone who is walking beside you, and you can literally hear their voice. But um, we know that you that that we don't have to walk by sight. You know, we walk by faith. And even though we don't see things or, you know, hear things, that doesn't mean that they're not there. So um, he he is, you know, Enoch is you. You know, Jesus told us, his disciples while standing right in front of them that the comforter will come and he will be in them. The comforter is the Holy Spirit and the spirit of Christ, you know, himself, God. So when you ignore the Holy Spirit who, you know, who, who dwells in you, when you walk through your day thinking only of you and yourself, like he's not even there, you know, you grieve him. And when you have a thought of, of some spiritual way that you should be reacting to in life and you don't do it, you know, you quench him. You know, because he is who he is, is speaking to you in your heart, you know, say pray. Tell that person about Jesus. Don't respond to to a man that's talking to you in anger, but respond in love and so on. So not only that, you know, but he gives you the power to live by faith and thus he you know thus you're pleasing him and i'm afraid to say that you know many people who claim to be christians today think they can walk with god and walk with the world that does not please god at all as a result enoch's walk which is in uh hebrews chapter 11 5 his testimony pleased god so i'm going to ask you this question does your testimony please god do you have a testimony? Some people say, you know, oh, man, I can testify all day or I can testify at any time. But you ask them, go ahead and testify and just hear what they got to say. And I'm not saying that to be challenging anyone. I'm just saying, you know, that's just, you know, the facts of how things are. You know, um, there's many that profess to be a lot of things. You know, I can go ahead and profess to be a doctor. I can say I'm a doctor, and then someone asks me, okay, there's a man laying right there. He needs open-heart surgery. What do you think is going to happen? You know, my you know, my word is going to be tested. Can I save that man? Can I do the open-heart surgery? The simple fact is no. And that's just how we are when we pro- profess that we walk a certain way, but we, and we talk another. You know, it's like we're talking out both ends of our mouth and we're not really backing up anything. Anyone can do that. And that's how um, it is where when you offer, you know, information without facts, 
And so uh, let's continue about Enoch. Okay. Um, so we're anxious to, to, to you know, um, to put, you know, pretty much an end to this and really get to the point. You know, a Christian acts like, like he does. It's like uh, at any time. It doesn't mean that uh, Monday through Saturday that they're going to be acting uh, and shouting like they're in church or dancing or whatever. What it means is that they're not going to be walking down the street drinking, smoking, uh, doing drugs and fornicating. You know, uh, yes, and it seems like that very same thing does happen. But the truth of the matter is that we have to make sure that we maintain from from sun down to sun up on the Sabbath that once the Sabbath is over, that does not mean that, you know, our faithfulness, our fellowship and has to end. Though there, you know, we can have that on continuance in our life. We can take the lessons that we learn in church and spread that out through the week. Throughout our coworkers, our home, our family, friends, cousins, you know, that lesson that we learn, you know, in the sanctuary does not have to be just for the sanctuary. It stays in the sanctuary. You know, the way, and this is just my belief, the way churches should be set up is that, yes, you know, the sermons that we hear are good for Sunday, but it's also good for the rest of the week, that we should carry on and carry out the rest of the week of that sermon. Uh, do we do it? No. Uh, once we get out the church doors, you know, we the gossip starts and, you know, the, the weird stories and the, the weird behavior starts the, the second that we walk out of the sanctuary. So um, how did Enoch deal with some things? So we can also go over into what Enoch did, which is he talked to God, and that's covered in Jude chapter 14 and 15. So, and that scripture tells us that Enoch was a prophet, and he was a prophet, and he had preached to the people of many generations. He preached about the coming judgment and the need for repentance. He had a, a... he was a heart preacher with a heart message, and he was saved, and he wanted others to know about God and God's love and the God that he served. He also knew that the judgment was coming, and he wanted others to miss that judgment. And he knew that, you know, he proclaimed, that he, he basically you know proclaimed the second coming of Christ, and that's also in chapter 14. And then he also became, you know, judgment of false teachers, which is in chapter 15. So their works, basically, he, he, he preached on and their words, you know, and he, and we will find that Enoch preached a hard message for a hardened people, a people that had their hearts hardened. So they needed that type of preaching that Enoch did. And Enoch diligently you know, preached, you know, in wherever he had to. So, and and basically, he had the people, and he let them know that, you know, they were commanded to witness. And that's covered in Matthew chapter 28, 19, and 20. Also in Mark 16, 15, you know, um, and it states that we are equipped to witness. In Acts 1 and 8, it covers, but, you know, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the othermost part of the earth. Therefore, let us get busy being a visible vocal witness for the guilty of the Lord, for the, excuse me, for the glory of the Lord. You know, there is a dying world that needs to hear about a living God, you know, so there's an opportunity for us to, you know, to tell them while there's still time. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, we are a witness where we can say that, you know, we do have a living God. God does still perform miracles. He didn't leave miracles in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and said, okay, I'm done doing miracles. You know, that's the attitude of man. We're talking about God, where God has the power to do anything. You know, and and, and doing so, 
He wants us the the living God, the God that's that's here now, the God that's, that's that always will be there. You know, and when he sacrificed his son Jesus, you know, he sacrificed him because he loved us. And you know, what God what God took when he took Enoch from the evil world and he took him from the presence of sin. When he took Enoch, it was a um a demonstration in a wrath. And it wasn't a wrath out of anger. It was a wrath that, you know, like a like a child, you know, God called him back home. Because through all Enoch's preaching, through all his teaching, you know, there's one thing is that the moment Enoch Enoch's present was gone, sin appeared again. You know, sin is something that, you know, that will die with this world. It has this world and those that belong to this world in the evil grasp. And it's and it won't let go. You know, um there's a saying in South America, you know, catch a monkey by cutting small holes in a coconut and placing berries inside. You know, it'll clench his fists try to get him out. And there you can sneak up on him and you can do whatever you need to do, like bash him in the head or whatever. Uh, but, you know, sin has its, its clutches on this world. And when it passes away with the, you know, with whatever on Judgment Day, so will sin. And sin will always be here. So you have to always remember that we're going to be in a, a constant spiritual fight, fighting through sin, fighting through temptation. So Enoch was taken away to a place where sin did not exist. You know, there's many things that scientifically cannot be proven. And the one thing that's proven is that you cannot find any bodies of David, of Goliath, anybody mentioned in the Bible. You know, there there is a reason why. So sin is something that it's going to, like I, like I said, it's always going to be in the clutches around your life. And, you know, yes, it is a constant battle. Just as like, you know, just like we're guaranteed to breathe, it's guaranteed to be sin around you. And the best way to, you know, deal with things is to constantly, you know, fight that challenge. Fight with, with, you know, what you don't want a part of you. It's time for, you know, for us to actually really look at what's taking place. And the hard part about it is, yes, there are people that we may have to eliminate out of our life altogether because they mean no good. And they constantly enhance the struggle that we go through. And my question is, do you struggle? Are you often grieving in your spirit because you recognize how far short that you fall and, you know, what you think really should be a Christian. And do you think temptation should be surrounding you? You think addiction should be around you, hounding you? You know, you think the past, your past sins should continue to play on, you know, the on your conscience. And, you know, you can't seem to, to get it out your mind. And how long does it take before you get a chance to properly rest and, you know, get rid of all of these thoughts? And then you think you have a little peace and then it hits you again. That's the ongoing battle. You know, Jesus is going to take you to a sin cannot follow. And he's going to take you to where before the destruction, because you're, you're in that, that warfare, that, that, that spiritual warfare. And, you know, and the fight in you is what pleases him. You know, I find it interesting that the only quote that we have from Enoch prophesizing um, in record in the scripture is the one that I read earlier from Jude. He refers to the second coming of the Messiah and that, you know, he's a, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, that he's the Messiah and that he is as a type of church makes reference to the church in it when he says, the Lord came with many thousands, his whole in and his holy ones. And in this 
is a picture of the coming of Christ following, you know, um, at the Battle of Armageddon, as recorded by John in Revelation 19, uh, 11, and 16. And, you know, I guess everybody that hears the word Revelation uh, flinches. The whole thing is that Revelations was written a long time ago. And, yes, there are a lot of facts and factors that are, are happening right now today. And it seems frightening. But Revelations is something that, you know, we all will eventually have to read and come to, to terms that, yes, you know, we're in the closing of, of the end of days. Um, we should not be frightened about hearing that. But, yes, you know, um, as all, you know, things that we tend to put our, you know, act like we're an ostrich and put our hand, you know, our head in the sand and saying just because I can't, I don't see it, you know, I can I can avoid it or I don't have to think about it or, you know, it's nothing that I have to worry about, you know, being a part of. But, yes, when Judgment Day comes, yes, we will be either uh, participants or we're, we're going to be fodder for the final raft of, you know, purging sin from this world. And we have to prepare ourselves because – you know, we will have to face judgment there. We all will, whether dead or alive. All right. So, um, so let's talk about um, when God took Enoch and what it means for us. So the word of God is quite empathetic, and there is a coming day of judgment. And as revealed in the life of Enoch, you know, as it is important as it is pointed out to all men that once die and after the judgment, that's in Hebrews nine twenty seven. And it's just, you know, simply, you know, as it, so the Bible teaches uh, basically the coming of the rapture, and which means that the Lord Jesus Christ will come back for, you know, his bride, the church, you know, and it's all made up of all born again believers. However, just as recorded in the book of Genesis, there will follow a terrible time of judgment, the, the tribulation period. And that's uh, in 2 Ephesians 1, and 7, or, uh, 1, 7, and 10, in 2 Theologians uh, chapter 2, 1, 3, and 5. And, you know, the basic concept is that, you know, we need to keep it, you know, we need to get it all together and keep it and hold it. You know, this is not, uh, you know, something that we can, you know, check off the book and say, hey, okay, saved, done, you know, that's it. I don't have to do anything anymore. You know, just as like, just like living is hard work, you know, being saved and remaining saved is, is hard work. There's going to be some work you got to put in, like they say, you know, you have to put in some work. So, yeah, this takes a lot of work. And if you think about, you know, how Enoch, you know, please God. Don't forget Enoch's, his lifespan um, was was enormous. That I don't think his, his years were, were numbered before God called him up to heaven. It was around when they witnessed the first natural death. When Adam died, Enoch was there. You know, when uh, there was a great flood where his son Methuselah died, you know, he was there at the time of Noah. So, yes, Enoch was around for a very, very long time. And he had his walk with God for 300 years. And if you can imagine that he's, his very life spanned many generations. And if you can imagine being dedicated to something for, for you know, to God for 300 years, and some some people don't even work jobs, you know, more than 50 years, you know, 40 years. Um, that's unheard of now. I mean, can you imagine that being, you know, multiplied by 10? That's amazing. As far as I'm concerned, it is it's truly amazing, and a truly, you know, um, amount of dedication. You know, and like I, I said before, the word 
the uh, the name Enoch is um, you know it stands for uh, dedicated, and he was truly dedicated. And I never heard of anybody named Enoch except for Enoch in the Bible. So um, real quickly, um, I will I will play the other song, and then for those that uh, want all the scriptures that I went over, I will um, read the scriptures that we went over tonight. So you can go ahead and um, if you want to say uh, have a, a Bible study plan on Enoch and some of the the many great examples of his life um i'll have them for you when uh after i finish playing this song like i said before um any of the songs that we play uh we don't have the rights to uh this one we don't have the rights to and um i'm going to play this song which is yolanda adams anything and um after that we'll go ahead and resume our program Do you drink? Have you ever had a vision that seems so far to reach? But I ain't trying to preach to you, but I'm really concerned about the road you choose. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you choosing? Why don't
right, all right. Uh, so that's the song, Anything Yolanda Adams. And like I said, we don't have the rights to it, but um, I hope you enjoyed that song. And, you know, just like the song said, you know, if you believe in God, anything you want to do, you can achieve just as long as you believe, you know. Um, and we have to make sure that we have that 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 uh that strong that strong will of knowing that you know we can achieve anything that we believe as long as we believe in God and you know we listen to His Word and we listen to where He He guides and and, and brings us. You know, we have to be obedient. And with that being said, real quickly, I am going to go into the call of salvation. And then uh, after that, I'll go into the announcements. You know, it, this is pretty simple. Um, and I know there are some people that know how to. Those are the ones that um, probably need to rededicate themselves. But there are some that don't know the, how to how to welcome God into their life. And it's pretty simple. Be honest with, with him and yourself and say, God, I've been a sinner. I have been trying my sinful ways, and it is not getting me anywhere. But what I want to do is I want to turn my life over, and I want to renounce my sins. I want to be sinless. I want to repent and ask for your forgiveness for offering up your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross so that I can be free of sin. I accept your offer, and please accept me in the kingdom of God. And once you said those words or something similar to that, you know, you're saved. All you have to do is just let someone know. You can let them know in any form you wish. You can scream at the top of your lungs. You can text message. You can email somebody. And just let them know that you turn your life over to Christ. You know, once you do that, you know, welcome to the kingdom. And uh, the next step I suggest you do is you find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary that will nurture you into the word of Christ. And if you can't find that church home, you know, you're welcome here. Um, right here, we're a church without walls where, you know, you're welcome and you can um, you can stay with us until, you know, you find that church home. Okay, and um, we're going to go into the announcements. This is a part of the Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us via phone or Internet, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also thank those that share with your friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Okay, anytime we do a live show, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to the host, you can just press the number 1. All right, and also we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows um, and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on that social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Okay, and uh, if you want to listen to some music of inspiration, check out PKN.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. And um, also... um, yeah, also, um, we do have an email address where you can email us, which is at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. Uh, we gladly honor that. And those that are in need of a Bible, just leave your contact information. And um, when you leave your contact information, uh, please don't forget to include your zip code and city, uh, just like uh, Janice Harrison, our good friend in New York. And uh, we thank her for um, asking for a Bible. We'll send you out a Bible as soon as we can. Also, um, let's see, uh, tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour, and uh, please check it out. And um, please check us out. It's going to be the PKN Bible Challenge. Uh, Yes, once again, a new episode of PKN Bible Challenge. Please join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour with God's will and God's blessing. I will be hosting that show, and we will have uh, some of our other PKN hosts participating in this game show. It is going to be fun. Come join us, and, you know, let's have some fun. You know, uh, they say Christians don't have fun. Well, we'll we have fun if you listen to the last episode of PKN Bible Challenge. We had plenty of fun. And if you want to join in on the fun, 
uh, just tune in tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for Bible, uh, PKN Bible Challenge. All right? And with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and we're going to wrap up tonight's show. And tonight's show, we're talking about Enoch. And so um, just like Enoch, you know, we have that same power to serve God the way he did. You know, some sometimes people don't need a major event happening in their life before they come into the realization that, hey, you know, oh, God's been with me this whole time, and, oh, I, I need to do what I can and to start serving him. Um, all of us don't need that eye-opener. Some of us do. But regardless of the situation, you know, we do have to, you know, we do have a responsibility, and that is to act according accordingly of how we wish to live our life, whether it's a life of sin or if it's a life a life of righteousness. You know, we all do have ultimately that, that choice to make. You know, nobody can make it for us. You know, and I feel as though if you have to worry about the influence of somebody to make a choice for your life, then you never had a life in the first place. Okay, and um, just speaking honestly. And, you know, I hope that everybody understands that there are a lot of things that you need in order for it to run. For a cell phone, it has to have a battery. For a car to run, it has to have gas. You know, for you to be part of the kingdom of God, you don't need anything but your dedication. Okay, and so, you know, there is nothing that anybody can take away from you but yourself. And it's all up to you. And that's the, you know, the hardest challenge. You know, uh, you know there is um, a book in the Bible called Proverbs, and I challenge everybody to read that entire book of Proverbs because, yes, it will, it, it, in the end, you will understand the wisdom and the courage it takes to be part of the kingdom of God. You know, God didn't call you and expect you not to answer just as well as when you call 911, you don't expect 911 to keep ringing and no one answers. You know, when God calls you, God calls you. If you choose not to answer, that's your fault. And God does call each and every one of us in his own way, in his own time. You know, the whole thing is you have to ask, your, ask yourself the question, are you going to answer that call? Guys and girls, uh, it's been fun tonight. Um, I really enjoyed uh, tonight, and I hope you understand and enjoy, uh, you know, what I was saying about Enoch. And like I said, there's many people that always profess to know the Bible, but they don't know anything. And, you know, the one thing that I want to make sure that I express to you is that even though there are many, many uh, good figures in the Bible, and even though some get minor mentioning or not not much of a mention, everything all comes together, and it all is for the glory of God. And so hopefully, you un, you know, everybody understands that in their life that somebody is playing a role in your life, no matter how big or small it is. So, you know, like I said, I enjoy doing this. I'm having fun. And, um, I hope to join you again tomorrow evening. And uh, the next self-expression is in, you know, two weeks from now. But uh, next Saturday, don't forget to check out the Turning Points. And that's going to be um, Elder Charles Lee and Reverend Maureen Lee. So check them out and check us out tomorrow. Uh, we'll be right back here tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Uh, so hope to join you then. Other than that, you know, it's been fun. And, uh Love doing this. Can't imagine doing anything else on a Saturday night anywhere else. And uh, with that being said, I'm out of here. Peace. Jesus led. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. I will not lose. Never want to see me down. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.